Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Hi, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato at The Condo Expert. I'm speaking with Randy Lippert, the professor at the University of Windsor. He is actively involved in researching information and developing a white paper with respect to condominiums. You know, Randy, I, I mentioned quickly, you know, there's new developments of, uh, you know, energy efficiency. For instance, okay, you... I'll give you one right off the top of my mind. Mm -hmm. We talk about electric cars. Mm -hmm. You know, we see that out there, that that is the wave of the future. Mm -hmm. Now, when new construction is out there, and and what's going to happen? People are going to buy electric cars and what? Go downstairs in the underground and condominium buildings and plug in their electric cars? Can you imagine what that's going to do to the maintenance fees of hydro in that building? And and who's paying for that? Mm -hmm, Even the owners that don't have an electric car. I, I think what I'm thinking here is, is that... When you do your research, is it possible, kind of like the puzzle parking, it's a whole new concept. Years ago, there was something called a reverse osmosis. Mm -hmm. I was involved in a building that had this, and nobody knew really even what it was, much less know how to service it. Eventually, Mm -hmm. it just got completely shut down because it was the price tag on it to repair and to do any kind of maintenance was insane. Mm -hmm. So it's wonderful to have all these wonderful ideas and to come out with all this new technology and they're this and this and retrofit that. and But I guess the concern I have is, is while all these designs are going on, is anybody taking a look of what the actual cost will be for maintenance and repair as time moves forward? That's, you know, something that has to be considered in the reserve fund, you know, studies. And, you know, is it being considered? And you're right. I mean, a lot of the gadgets look great, you know, when you first, you know, buy a condo and, and uh, these are in place. But, wow, you know, who's going to, are there going to pe- be people around in 10 years who even know what the technology is about? Are they going to have the ability? And, and you know, a lot of people know that. And, you know, with the gadgets they buy for their own homes, you know, that um, they have a certain lifespan and, the trouble is that, you know, you could be faced with, a, you know, a serious, you know, assessment as a consequence simply because someone didn't have the foresight to consider, you know, whether this technology, and, and it's hard to know as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I, I also do research in, in security and, you know, we see the same thing, you know, just with your average surveillance camera, for example, you know, the move from analog to, to digital, um, you know, that's great. Um, they're set up and you're now obligated to, you know, keep them running. Um, the board is, but what's it going to cost? Well, exactly. And then there's this other side of things too, which is called proprietary rights. And if you could check into that, that would be, you'd be a genius, like you're a genius anyway, but <laughs> well, that's even more that, so. Yeah. Not, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. proprietary rights, for instance, okay, mm-hmm. elevator companies have proprietary rights. They force the condo corporation to only use their services on repair. Hmm. Then you've got even cooling systems out there, heating systems out there, electrical. I mean, there's just so many different things in condominiums that forces the condo corporation to literally, they can't go out there and tender out a contract. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, you know, I guess that the Competition Bureau, I don't know if this would be something that they should actually bring into play because... Why is it that these products are being brought into a condominium 
and the condominium corporation cannot tender out service performance work or do any maintenance on certain items in that condominium because it's territorial. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because if it if it was a municipality, you know, you wouldn't have that situation. And you know, a lot of the research, you know, compares condo arrangements with municipalities increasingly anyway. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, a good question. I mean, these are things that, you know, I need to hear um, from, you know, board members, um, condo owners, you know, the condo owners we've spoken to, you know, have some insight into those things, but a lot of them don't. And I'm actually quite surprised about how separated they are from their boards and really unaware of, you know, what is basically contributing to the increases in their, you know, their fees and just generally kind of, I don't want to say apathetic, but just sort of, you know, happy. But you kind of wonder if if you dug a little bit beneath the surface, whether maybe they shouldn't be that happy and should be, you know, really, you know, join an organization like yours and, and, you know, getting the information and then asking their, their board to, uh, you know, sort of account to a greater extent. But, I, you know, also, you know, it'd be great to hear from board members and, uh, you know, hear about what they think about some of these things, some of these important issues. Well, you know, you're 100% right, because the only way that collectively, it's a collective type of way to, to bring everyone together, bring everyone to the plate, and take a look at all the different variables that could be a concern. And, and I think the big thing is, is you have to take a look at whether or not there's a uh, conflict of interest. I mean, I think one of the biggest concerns that we have is, is that, you know, there's so much that can be learned from service-related trades as far as their experience and so on. We just have to find out what is, make sure that everybody's working for that same end goal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the end goal is the important part of this. Funny enough, when I was when I was looking at, uh, like, I know that all of the findings that have been happening so far, a lot of times people relate, like condo owners think, when you ask them a question, how do you like your condo? Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden they only think about their unit. Mm-hmm. They, they, they think about their unit and they say, oh, it's great. And then they think about their furniture and their decorating. For some reason, they don't really answer that with their building in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to dig deeper. I, we yes. found when we're when we're asking them questions, definitely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that is the initial reaction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't and, understand it. So they almost forget. Like they they don't realize how much value is in their building. So they only put it towards a unit. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that in order for their building to do well, they need to keep those maintenance fees down. And in order for them to keep the maintenance fees down, they need to be sure that the contracts and the all of the expenses that are going out during that year mm-hmm. are accountable. Yes, you definitely. Know? And I mean, I think, you know, just from my limited experience in speaking to the people I've spoken with so far, I mean, I think there is a, you know, a general sort of lack of knowledge, just mm-hmm. knowing even how to, you know, get that information or, you know, the idea of running for the board is, you know, not really, you know, on their radar and, you know, they know about the AGM and, you know, that that's not much more beyond that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, again, like through your association and, and you know, generally, um, there's definitely room for people to become more, you know, vigilant, if, especially if they're wondering, you know, why their fees are going up or even why their fees are at the level that they're, that they're at. Well, they've got um, to ask questions. Yeah, but you know what? A- I'm going to bring you in, like, I'm seriously, I'm going to bring you into a condo building that 
is, uh, you know, somewhat in disarray right now, and they're going to be having an AGM. And when they do, what you're going to find is that people are scared to death. Mm. They won't make a comment because all of a sudden they figure that they're going to be ostracized. So there, you know, there's a lot of fear in those rooms, and mm. there shouldn't be any fear. Right. There shouldn't no. be any fear. No, that's right. None. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're that's asking right. a question. If they can't get an answer, there's something wrong. Yeah. No yeah. more than, than, I mean, no, just, you know, related to the municipality again, no more than you should feel fear about, you know, going to a, a council meeting and, and raising a question. Um, you know, except in some cases, you know, there's more at stake with the condo because, I mean, that's your investment and so on, right? Right, exactly. So, you know, one thing is, is that if, you, if you're thinking of other ideas too, is that the reserve funds. The reserve funds, if there's any way that you can, in your whole studying, uh, come to terms with refurbishments, Mm -hmm. that is important, extremely important. Like, I'll give you a for instance, okay? Mm -hmm. The reserve funds have regulations as far as how much money can be used and what period of time and has to be in accordance with the reserve fund study. Okay. So, for instance... If you know of a building and they're all in line with their study and everything else, and they've determined that they can spend a half a million dollars now on refurbishing the hallway, for instance. Okay, that's great. The property manager knows that they can spend a half a million dollars because that's what's slated. And, of course, the board hopefully don't want to spend the whole half a million dollars Mm, and are out there tendering contracts. The problem is right now is that there's nothing out there. There's no template of cost, price per square foot, materials, anything. Basically, a designer, three designers will walk in the door, meet with the board, you know, sell themselves about what fantastic job they can do. They don't even tell you who they're going to contract. They certainly don't tell you what the cost of the material is going to be. But they do tell you that, lo and behold, the cost will be $499,000. Mm-hmm. Now, is that market value? That's the interesting part. So there has to be a research done on that because, you know, unfortunately, they're not regulated. So property managers are not regulated. Right. These designers and the contractors that are completing these work that's all being paid by the reserve fund. How does everybody know that? And, and the board, you know, unless they're construction savvy, they really won't know whether they're getting a good deal or not. However, the quotations industry says that half a million dollars is the going rate for a maybe a 14-story building. Hmm. That's ludicrous. You could build a whole house. Actually, you probably build two houses. You don't take out the, you take out the land out of the picture. You've only got the house that you're building. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's tough, yeah. And, I mean, there's so much responsibility on the on the board, the voluntary board that, you know, is supposed to be almost superhuman in terms of knowing these different areas and all these different service providers. Well, that's the thing. And and it's hard. It's, it's hard for them. So they don't have any resource right now to obtain this information. So they put a lot of trust into the property management company. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, I mean, we've looked at, like on the Condo Act reviews, and I'm sure you've looked at it all as well. We see forgeries on proxies. We see, you know, kickbacks. We're seeing, like, we're seeing so many different things Hmm. that, you know, you sit back and you just think, okay, fine, now what? You know, like, Mm -hmm. where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. So I would imagine, like, all the other cities and provinces. I mean, I know that uh, Vancouver had that, and, and I know that Alberta... They're going to be implementing a very strict governance of licensing. 
So, you know, I think that when all of that comes together, it's really going to be interesting to see where we're all going in the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, I, I guess the time has come. I mean, when I started, first started looking at um, condos, you know, back in, I think it was 2006, you know, that was what I heard from people as well was, you know, property managers aren't licensed. I mean, I heard that consistently and why aren't they? And, you know, I mean, and, you know, that's already seven years ago. And uh, I imagine, you know, because they were talking about it then, that this was an issue for a while before that. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens with in that respect. But also, I guess, you know, more generally, the, the, the regulation and the change in the, in the legislation. And I mean, for me to, you know, more in, in terms of academic um, interest, it will be interesting to see how it compares to some of the U.S. states that in some cases have, you know, quite strict regulation that they brought on board, you know, relative to Ontario. So so how long do you expect your review to take? Well, it's a study that it has a three to four year window. So oh, wow. like academics, everything moves at a snail's pace. And um, yeah, it's supposed to take about that long. But I mean, data collection that is interviewing people, you know, primarily is expected to take, you know, probably the next two years, I guess, if, once we finish um, New York. So I'm, you know, really eager to speak with people, uh, condo owners and uh, condo board members, even if, you know, past or present, at least, you know, in the recent past. That is really what's going to drive the study. And, uh, you know, the more people I can speak with, uh, the better the study will be. Well, then I've got to give you the shout out. Could you tell our audience uh, where you can be reached and how they can get a hold of you in order for them to participate? Because this is important. Okay, absolutely. I mean, one thing they can do is they can email me at uh, condo study, which is one word at uwindsor.ca. And maybe Linda at, at some point might put that up on her oh, website. No, absolutely. Oh, no, we're, awesome. we're going yeah. to do that. <laughs> um, it's also a, a Facebook page and maybe one of the most rudimentary Facebook pages you'll ever encounter. But it, um, it's condo study, uh, two words. And you could message me there as well. And then finally, you could call me at um, 519-253-3000, extension 3496. And just, you know, one of the things I wanted to say is that the the interviews are completely confidential. Um, that's sacred ground when it, where academics are concerned. It is, you know, 100%, you know, guaranteed. Um, the only piece, person that will ever know, you know, what building you're from or your name would, would be me and possibly one graduate research assistant. And then upon completion of the data collection, that gets destroyed. Uh, simply because it's not really that of, in, of that much interest to us. It's more, you know, the views of a condo owner as opposed to Joe Smith or, or what have you. And what you would get for your participation is um, a copy of the report. We'll probably have like a mini report for participants to sort of look at as well as obviously eventually a more extensive white paper and um, academic journal article. So we'll definitely make that available to you. And then there's also a draw for a $250 um, Amazon card just so that you feel like you might get something um, beyond the, you know, the pleasure of talking with a graduate student or myself uh, during the interview. And the interview is only, you know, it's around 30 minutes, but, you know, we're completely open. If you want to tell us more of your, sto- your stories of, you know, being an owner, being on a board and so on, then, 
you know, of course we're, we're good listeners and, you know, we'd be happy to hear from you. So, so are you strictly gearing towards condo owners, past, present, and, and even future, I guess, condo buyers? Um, less so to, condo buyers if they haven't, you know, already been maybe part of one. Maybe new construction. Yeah, possibly, I guess, that's but what, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but ideally people who have, you know, lived in condos, you know, for a while and, or been on boards, um, and, you know, we'd love to know, you know, how you, you know, worked on the board, you know, what it was like and your experiences, you know, dealing with, you know, owners and other board members, all this kind of thing. I mean, those are, you know, the relations between the board, the property managers and the, the owner occupiers and owner investors is, is really of, of key interest. I think. And of course, as I mentioned, I think at the outset, you know, we also would want to try to speak with, you know, some property managers and find out what they do and, you know, other service providers like concierges and, and so on. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's funny. Concierges. I don't think anybody has approached concierges debt. You know, that's mm. a really, that that's a good, because you know what, uh, generally in any building, it's the concierge that seems to know everything that's going on all the time. Well, it's, it's interesting <laughs> you mentioned that because um, Dr. Lowe in, in New York brought a book to my attention. It's called uh, Doormen. And uh, in fact, that's, it is a study of, you know, doormen or concierges. And it makes that very argument that really, if you want to find out, you know, what goes on in the building in terms of governance and, you know, some things in some cases you don't want to know about, you know, talk to the doorman <laughs> or the concierge, <laughs> right? So that's very true. Yeah. Yeah, no, good point. Absolutely great point, actually. So, so I think that, uh, no, we're definitely at the Condo Owners Association. We're going to be completing a full page where people can literally go in. We'll have an overview of what you're doing. We can work oh. together on putting that page together. Well, that's terrific. And Linda. then it'll have a link and an email source so that they can literally just link it. It'll go over to you. You'll get the emails and so on. So, you know, certainly working together because the whole idea behind all of this is is just to create awareness, obtain information, and make it better. Mm-hmm. That's I, right. I mean, that's it. Simple. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's and again, you know, it's just so important. Well, uh, you're lending, listening to Linda Pinizzato of the Condo Expert. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> 